0: Welcome to another episode of The Truth is Barrel Proof. My name is Ian, and as always, if you like what you hear on this podcast, make sure to connect with me on your favorite social media platforms. You can find me on most of them as Barrel Proof Nerd, all one word, and I always look forward to hearing from you. Today, we are going to be looking at a release that I was highly anticipating checking out, um, mostly because the similar release, but different, that came out last year from this same brand really blew me away. Um, So I wanted to see what would happen when they finished that release in Cognac. We're talking about the new release from Hirsch called The Cask Strength. So if you haven't seen this one, I forgive you. It hasn't really been released very widely. I I don't think there's a ton of bottles of it that are even getting released. But, I wanted to hunt it down. I knew it came out. A friend on the West Coast was nice enough to help me get this one. Um, Some details about these Hirsch releases. The shelf Hirsch releases are their own thing. Starting last year though, Hirsch came out with single barrels with a yellow label, you may have seen them, that were from the mash bill on them and where they were distilled one could deduce that they were probably from a distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky that rhymes with fillet. Um, no proof other than the rumors on the mash bill and the location and everyone pretty much coming to a consensus that that is where they're getting this whiskey from. But the single barrels that they came out with last year were fantastic. So what they did this year is came out with same mash bill from the same location, so this is the same distillate that they were using in those single barrels, seven and a half years, um, came out with it in a batch though, instead of single barrel. So this release came out at 127 proof, seven and a half years. The mash bill, if you're wondering, is 72 corn, 13 rye, 15 malted barley. But then they went a step further and finished these in 30 year old Hein XO cognac barrels. So French oak cognac casks. Um, this had me very intrigued. Cognac finishes can be amazing or they can, in my experience, they're never bad. They, they can either be amazing or they can be a little underwhelming with the impact they have on the whiskey. But I figured worst case, I got more of this delicious whiskey that Hirsch was sourcing. So this, let's get it out in the open here as well this is not a cheap release. Um, I think the single barrels last year, you were finding them for under $100. Um, This one, I don't know the exact, you know, suggested retail depending on where you're at, but call it high 100s is the retail that I've been seeing on these generally higher than that in a lot of cases, but should be, I don't know, somewhere in that 150 to 200 range. They did come out with a wonderful presentation for this. comes in this really nice-looking box that folds out. It holds the bottle very nicely. It's a very nice presentation, which I'm a sucker for nice presentation. But really, if you're spending your hard-earned money, you want to know if it's worth worth it for what is inside the bottle. So I have had it sitting in my glass here for a couple minutes while I have been telling you the history of the last year of Hirsch. Um, But let's get into it. So, in the glass, pretty nice color on it, um, which a lot of times finished whiskey comes with a really nice color just because it picks up a little bit from the barrels they're finishing in. But Very oily in the glass. You can see it just coats the glass as I'm sitting here swirling it. You're not seeing it, but I'm swirling it, and it's, believe me, it's coating the glass. So, let's get into what does it smell like? What does it taste like? Should you call your friends on the West Coast and hunt one down? I think it's for sale across the country and other areas, but that was where my friend was. So, on the nose, this leans into more of an almost crisp kind of tart apple that I get on it pretty pretty heavily. Almost a little of uh, the saltiness that I get from certain whiskeys. It's, uh, it's really the only way I can describe it is there's this kind of just underlying saltiness on the nose. Um, Some people might describe it as a little minerally. You get it kind of overwhelmingly from uh, Dickel sometimes, but in a lot of other whiskeys you'll pick it up very slightly. um, And it really adds a little bit to the whiskey. I'm not saying this in a bad way that that's on the nose. but. If you tried any of the Hirsch Single Barrels last year, some of them leaned into this kind of tart fruitiness, this almost sharp nose on them, um, and some of them leaned into, in my opinion, a little bit more of a, a darker-feeling flavor. This tends to lean into the first category of the more fruity, tart, sharp kind of thing going on. So what does it taste like, though? I'm guessing some of this fruitiness is probably amplifi- amplified a little bit from the cognac, maybe. Um, I don't have any evidence of that, but that's what I'm going to say, because that's what I think is probably happening. But let's get into what does it taste like. So on the palate, you get that fruitiness, um, that kind of sharp fruity apple thing that I'm talking about, very briefly up front. Um, then it kind of is, is almost overwhelmed by... Peppery and cinnamon. It's a, it's a fairly spicy whiskey, um, which is surprising given the rye content. And it's, it's a fairly low rye content in this. And generally, this amount of peppery spiciness, I don't pick up on things with you know only thirteen percent rye in this case. Very nice though. Um, great mouthfeel kind of coats your palate, you kind of feel like you're chewing on it after you've finished your taste of it, um, which I'm always a sucker for. I, I really enjoy that aspect of certain whiskeys that can get that that nice, almost chewy mouth feel to them. I will say, I think this is a solid whiskey. Um, I'm going to enjoy it quite a bit. I think the price point for me may deter me from buying a backup of it, Um the cognac finish, at least on the palate for me, did, does not come through very heavily. So if you're looking for a big, heavy cognac finish, this may not hit those notes for you. It's there a little bit on the palate, but really kind of overwhelmed by the underlying uh, flavor of the whiskey. And I don't know how long they finish these. Maybe it's a short finish on them. Um, maybe I'll find out after I post this when someone tells me and they already know. Um... So if you're looking for that heavy cognac finish, maybe not your thing, but if you're more of a traditional bourbon fan and you're looking for something just a little bit different, looking for a nice bottle, this one may hit those notes for you. the kind of has the traditional on the spicier end of bourbon, but a little something thrown in the, into the front of it for me. Like I say, overall solid. Uh, If you get the chance, I would say try this, especially if you enjoyed the Hirsch single barrels from last year. It's an interesting thing to be able to taste what those were versus what they get it for or what they get it to with a batch and a finish. Um, It's interesting. Check it out. Like I say, this one's not going to be super easy to find, but it's a fun one to check out. So that's Hirsch, the cask strength cognac finished release. Just came out not too long ago. Not released everywhere, uh, but keep an eye out for it if this sounds like something you're into. And as always, the truth is Barrel Proof. Find me on social media, Barrel Proof Nerd, all one word. If you've tried this one, I would love to know what you think of it. Have a good one. purchase. As always, hit us up every single day on the Truth is Barrel Proof podcast, the home of the American Whiskey Gloss. What's up, Truth is Barrel Proof fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the 14? Or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast, If You Have Ghosts, You Have Everything, featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts... You have everything.